Hey guys, just real quick before we get started, I had some drama with my camera, so there's no video this week. I'm I'm very sorry. Uh, you'll hear in the podcast that I think there's video this week. Unfortunately, there is not. My iPhone storage became full and just stopped recording without you know without me knowing. So I'm sorry about that. Hi and welcome back to the CL podcast. I'm your CL Chase. I'm sure there are other CLs out there somewhere. Um, awesome. So yeah, this is, uh, this was a good article. So, um, a couple things before we get started. Uh, squeaky chair, of course, as always. I think we should name the chair. If you can think of a good name, let me know. Uh, second thing, I've, I'm, I've got the dog in here babysitting, so if she starts barking and wants to leave my room, um, I might have to get up and let her out. Um, and then most of the time when she does that she wants back in five minutes later so we'll just we'll just play it by ear see what happens um okay so let's jump into it this week burnout versus procrastination these are both things that i've dealt with personally they're both things that i'm sure we've all dealt with you've heard my story about um burnout from music and everything like that and then um i'm also kind of lazy so i procrastinate a lot on a lot of things um so, um, this week has been a struggle of trying to balance, like, not wanting to do something, um, and trying to figure out why. So, I, I go through, I go through it in the article, so I'll just jump on in. Um, what is the difference between burning out and simply not wanting to do something? Perhaps because you simply don't want to sit down and focus on something for any amount of time. Um, this is what I've dealt with, uh, this last week. So, yeah, not wanting to do something because you don't want to just, you just don't want to sit down and do it versus burning out. I think I've created some sort of complex around burning out. Um, I'm so afraid that I'm going to crash and give up on music or drawing or this newsletter, which I've done on all three in the past, um, that I end up not even wanting to approach them or sitting down every day and working on them. I don't even want to do that. Um, the last two years have been about recovering from uh, musical burnout, and I don't want to go through burnout of that sort again. So I want to take care of myself and allow myself to breathe, but this fear and desire are getting mixed up with another set of emotional desires. Uh, this other set of desires primarily rise up because I haven't really had the best daily routine and especially morning routines in the last I don't know how long I well I have had morning routine good morning routines in the past but lately my morning routines have been very like I'm not gonna get out of bed when I first wake up sometimes I'll open social media first time and I'm sure we all know how how much that fries your brain and whatever and um, makes your productivity plummet so working against that proactively is something that I need to do Going to daily mass at 8 a.m. Um, is something that also helps a lot because um, Eucharistic fast um, means that you shouldn't eat an hour before mass or an hour before you receive the Eucharist, which I'm not even receiving the Eucharist yet, but I'm practicing that. So I have to, so I have to eat breakfast before 7 a.m. Um, because I go to mass at 8 a.m. If that makes sense, and then. And I, and I do have to eat breakfast in the morning or I'll get sick. I've got things. Um, so that means I have to get up at like 6.30, 6.40 in order to eat breakfast every day. And um, 
I mean, I don't go to mass every day. I go, I try to go to mass every day, but it doesn't always happen. So basically, mass has been a fantastic way to ensure that I do get up early and that I'm not on my phone all morning and whatever. But I still have a hard time with like social media during the the mornings and whatever. So it has become all that to say it's become normal for me to get pretty scatterbrained because I decide to hop on social media first thing in the morning. Um, which is an action I call frying my brain because, uh, as I, as I said, because it like, um, makes you, makes me not be able to think as clearly. It makes me not want to get stuff done. It makes like reading harder for me after I've spent the day on social media. It's weird. Um, so, um, I do that first thing in the morning and then I wait as long as I can to actually sit down and get work done. Even if it's work I like simply because, I then have to rein in my mind from the fry, the frying I did earlier. So I know this isn't healthy. My biggest lesson I've learned last week is that you really ought to get the biggest or most daunting task done first in a day. And I was like, I already kind of knew that, but I had kind of forgotten about it. And then I saw an Instagram post from Danco. I think maybe it wasn't Danco. It was either him or one of those productivity visualizers. And it showed this neat little graphic and it said something like get the most amount of work done in the morning. And then like it had a little battery with the four boxes inside the battery to indicate how full the battery is. And at the first at the morning one, it had the battery at full. And then um, afternoon had the battery three quarters full evening, had it uh, half full and nighttime had it. 25% full indicating your productivity. So that, that has kind of been my visual reference for, Oh, I should actually get done the biggest task of the day first and go from there. Because not only does that get the biggest task out of the way, it makes you feel more productive, which makes you want to do more productive things. So, um, yeah, that's something interesting about last week. So yeah. Um, the one to two hours of writing or producing are the first thing in the day for me um, after Mass. And I, I talk about Mass uh, a little later as well. So otherwise, if I don't get those things done immediately, um, I'll be lucky to get it in at all. So um, I do have a schedule now. That was what last week is about. But following it has been another, another issue, you know. Um, there isn't a day I had last week where I stuck to the where I got everything done on the schedule Um, I'm getting better about that but I can't expect to uh, be perfect the first week but that's not an excuse for laziness of course so um, it's a balance between grace and the toughness necessary to say time to get back to work stuff like that so um, that's something I'm working towards is actually having a schedule, having the schedule implemented on a daily basis. Um, So this issue of self-control has mixed with the other issue of feeling burnout. Pardon me, sorry. Burnout to create a sort of hollow monster. It's it's a monster because it's this, it feels like a big, um, a big hurdle I have to overcome to the point where I don't want to do it. But it's hollow, um... Oh, I lost my spot. Hollow monster. Yes, it's hollow because I can kind of see through it at the same time. I kind of know that, uh, oh, this is kind of an excuse not to work, even if the fears seem valid, you know. Um, So how do I move forward? Well, the answer only took a little thought, really. Um, 
logically speaking, I can't burn out on something that I never do, right? I might fear that I'm not entirely healed from my past burnout on music, and that is valid. Uh, it's valid enough to justify taking it slow and focus on only those parts of music that I really enjoy. What isn't a valid excuse for doing, though, is never touching music. I, I think um, uh, I'm going to edit that sentence. Uh, live editing brought to you by the CL podcast. Okay, uh, what isn't a valid excuse though is never touching music. It's kind. It kind of reminds me of another situation that arose in the last week. Um, yeah, this this burnout situation with music. How to approach this burnout situation with music? Um, completely ignoring music for a amount of time versus maybe doing something else. This kind of situation reminds me of something else that happened to me in the last week. So I signed up for a new gym. Uh, determined to get my health back on track. Determined to become a gym bro. <laughs> well, uh, one issue I had in the past was never seeing progress. No, no real muscle gain or significant fat loss um, when I went to the gym in the past. So I decided that was not going to happen this time. It was probably partially an issue of me not working out hard enough each day. So I decided I'm going to go as hard as I can every single day. Uh, well, that's all well and good when you're doing it in a healthy way but after about two days i worked out my legs um okay so after about two days of doing that on the second day i did a a leg workout and like 20 minutes later they were already complete noodles so um that was an in my first like issue with how i'm working out uh second issue is that for the next several days including today my legs have been so freaking sore that i can hardly like walk i get i it (laughs) getting in and out of my car is really difficult like this i did not work out properly this is clear to me and so um i'm experiencing significant muscle soreness um so i think that i worked out too hard i do know the difference between muscle soreness and like unhealthy soreness as in tendons or bones or something that isn't supposed to be sore with a workout so i know that what i'm feeling is muscle soreness but i'm feeling so much pain that it's really hard to get in and out of a car like i mentioned uh i'm constantly stress stretching and massaging the muscles which does hurt but it helps but it only helps so much um so the parallel i'm trying to make is that burnout might be like this muscle soreness i overworked my quote-unquote music muscle and instead of letting it sit unused to uh and instead of letting it sit unused to part heal and part atrophy going through the pain of massaging and stretching it might be um what is needed in order to heal in the best way uh so all that to say next week's article is going to be about music and my big question i'm having about music right now is this I have always approached music and even practiced music solely for the purpose of getting it in front of an audience. So without an audience, what is the point of music? How can I enjoy music or what is it about music that can be enjoyed without an audience being inherently the end goal? How can I appreciate singing a song just to sing a song? So like when the when you're doing something solely for the purpose of other people seeing it, it becomes like an ego thing, right? So that's 
where I'm coming from. And that'll be that'll be in next week's article. So the conclusion I've come to about burnout and procrastination is that I can't burn out on something that I'm not doing. Drawing, singing, writing articles, etc. I need to actually do them to know how I'll react to them. So this has been a good and needed lesson. So I hope that was a clear um what's the word like a a clear presentation of this current issue <clears throat> i bring up the muscle soreness thing to demonstrate that yes i'm scared of further burnout in music um and and i'm scared of any burnout in in writing or drawing right but without doing it in writing and drawing at all then i won't know if i burn out and when it comes to music which already has some burnout not touching it at all might not be the best approach the best approach might be to do music do the things i like in music to massage those sore muscles to to stretch them to to keep them like healthy in the ways that i like so what does that mean i'm not going to start a band and play covers in a in a bar because i don't care about that but i i might sing songs that really mean something to me or I might continue to write music because that's an enjoyable process. Stuff like that. Just finding those aspects of music that I like so that I can figure out how to heal from burnout, which would be good to take into the future for other things as well. And on the other hand, practicing or doing drawing and writing every day um, because there is no burnout there. There's just fear of burnout. So uh, I hope that makes sense. Um yeah, uh, okay, so next, like, chunk of this article is talking about my weekly goals. So, update on last week's goals. Last week's goals were, number one, to try my new schedule and to come back knowing whether or not it would be a functional option, considering my delivery job and likelihood of burnout. <laughs> uh, and then number two, the number two goal was continue at a consistent pace on both platforms. Additionally, my Twitter-specific goal is to make better threads, and my Instagram-specific goal is to make my posts page prettier and so i specify posts page you probably know this this probably doesn't need to be explained but there are like two pages on i think there's like three uh one of them is like tagged posts but that doesn't matter so the primary home profile of someone is like posts and then the second one is like reels okay and uh it's like impossible to make real a real homepage pretty or at the very least there's no expectation to i'll have to think about that because anytime i ever go to anyone's profile their reels page is just a bunch of reels right it, it's not like super aesthetic but that might be something i could do anyway i don't know i could upload my own covers it doesn't matter um so my my second goal was specifically as far as instagram goal uh is to make my posts page prettier so uh, let's start with the first goal, the schedule goal, uh, and I would mark this one as complete. I think I did a pretty good job on this one, even if I didn't hit everything in a single day, and I'll explain. Last week was kind of awesome, I won't lie. Um, I'm able to earn enough in delivery, which I discussed last week, with the new schedule I'm on um, to be able to spend mornings at home working. So um, just as a recap, I'm my regular job is food delivery for um the app ecosystem and um i was working 
two shifts per day separated. So I was doing the lunch rush, and then I was coming home. And then I was going out again for the dinner rush. This was a waste of time, a kind of a waste of gas, because I have to drive home twice instead of once, and I have to drive to the part of town that's most busy twice instead of once. And it, it created this mindset of being like, because I would go out twice a day, that was obviously the biggest part of my life. So I would just constantly be thinking about that all day. But in an attempt to make my work or my home schedule um, for writing and Pro Tools and, um, you know, uh, drawing and notion learning and all that kind of stuff, in order to maximize that and optimize that, um, I decided I'm only going to deliver from like 3 to 10 every day, something like that, 3.34 to 10 every day, something like that. So... Um, that's only one shift, but it's a longer shift than I was doing before. So it's near the same amount of hours, if not the same amount of hours. And I'm happy to announce that it I, I earned enough last week for that to be a long-term option. I will say I want a larger sample size. It's only been one week. Who knows what's going to happen long-term um, with the, 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 the economy of this rideshare or gig stuff. Um you know, ebbs and flows. Some weeks are going to be busy or some weeks are going to be less busy. So I just want to make sure the average um, for this is going to be more busy. Now, my schedule. Um, oh, let me back up. Uh, so this is this is definitely an incredible blessing. I can't express how grateful I am to be able to sustainably chase this dream, the podcast, the newsletter, all that stuff, um, not only mechanically, as in actually doing it, but mentally, um, which I re which when I say that I'm talking about having to go to work twice a day and having my mind more scattered because of that. So my schedule um, has been tweaked since last week's post. Um, micro adjustments are sure to happen as I turn a mechanical structure for a schedule into an organic daily lifestyle. So I posted a new photo of my daily schedule. Um, so I'll just go over that real quick. First four items happen every day. They're not partitioned for different days. Number one, wake up and get breakfast. Number two, go to daily mass. Number three, um, do any necessary errands, go grocery shopping, stuff like that. And number four, go home. Um, I was doing the gym right after mass last week. I was going from the mass, from daily mass to, g to the gym, but I kind of discovered that that is a big factor in my not wanting to get stuff done for the rest of the day because I'm spending my entire morning, my most productive hours, not using my brain. And in addition to that, um, one way or another, whether I've got earbuds in or um, I'm just listening to the loudspeakers at the gym, there's like content being beamed into my head, really loud music at all times, uh, which is obnoxious and also kind of serves to fry my brain a little bit. So I moved gym to the to, to right before work. So I still leave the house the same amount of times. I still leave the house once in the morning to go to the mass, and then I leave the house once in the afternoon uh, to go to work. But I'm stopping at the gym before work, basically. So, yeah. Um, and then, as far as my partitioned schedule, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the first thing I do is my big writing session. The second thing I do, and then between the first and second items, I say stand for 10 minutes. So kind of get moving a little bit. You know, sitting for hours is not necessarily healthy. So after I stand for 10 minutes, I'll do, number one, my short writing session, which includes either my handwritten journal or a, a little bit of typing, stuff like that. And then I'll budget for the day or the week, depending on when I get my paycheck. Um, and then I'll, it says here, two days of mile IQ. Now, mile IQ is an, a mile tracker that 
is important for delivery driver. If if I um, am driving for my for my self employment delivery, then I can mark it off as a work expense versus a personal drive. So um, I say two days because I'm I'm always always. Uh, significantly behind on calculating those. And as you can imagine, because my schedule is so fluid, it ends up being a situation where sometimes I don't know if this was a work drive or a personal drive. Usually I can tell because there are places I just don't go in my personal life that I go in my work life. Um, But if I put it in here, if I hard schedule it into my daily routine, then I'm more likely to actually... uh, um, organize it. So that's why I put that there. Next thing is, um, reading the Bible for 20 to 30 minutes. Um, so I'm going through the Bible in a year with father Mike Schmitz. And, um, I started like four months ago, but I'm only on day 45, 46. I know it's bad, (laughs) but, um, that's hardwired into my schedule now. Um, the only downside is that I'm only doing that once every other day because I'm also doing the catechism in a year with father Mike Schmitz. And that's, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So, you know, I imagine if I stay on target every single day with these, um, with, with these, like if I did it every single day, it would take me two years and like 52 days to complete because I don't do it on Sundays. Um, maybe I should, I don't know. Uh, okay. Stand for 10 minutes, um, is, is the next item. And then finally I'll read for a half hour and then I'll draw for a half hour. So reading, and maybe I should switch those. I don't know. The uh, the drawing is, um, you know, the reading, the drawing. Those are kind of like my favorite activities of the day, um, but they're they're more peaceful or receiving, if that makes sense. I don't know. And then my Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday partition, uh, Pro Tools for one to two hours, stand for ten minutes, and then the middle chunk is the exact same except for. Bible Catechism, a uh, short writing session for 20 minutes, budget journal, mile IQ, two days, and then catechism on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And then I'll stand for 10 minutes, and then finally read for 30 minutes, and then notion learning for 30 minutes. So that is for the purpose of um, learning how to create notion templates to sell. Um, and then the final chunk in my daily schedule is not partitioned because, um, these five items happen every single day, social media, checking slash networking for 15 minutes, warming up my voice, practice that and, um, instruments, gym work. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my daily schedule. Some of these things change like, um, after I finish recording this podcast, which isn't on my daily schedule. But I'm recording it because it's Monday. Um, After doing that, I will write all my social media posts and probably do some social media stuff now. So that is um, a minute change that I don't address in my schedule. And I'd like to figure out how to address it in my schedule and stuff like that. But, you know, at the same time, um, that's going to take time to kind of figure out that nuance. Okay, so the biggest change for me is that I try to get the big task as soon as I can. I said that. I kind of wish there were a way to get it in first thing in the morning, but I'd have to move Mass. And in my city, uh, the only consistent time for a traditional Latin Mass is 8 a.m. So my next best option would be like a Novus Ordo um, at noon daily. And if you don't know what that is, basically the traditional – there are two types of Masses, two different formats for uh, the service – Uh, traditional Latin mass has been happening since the 800s, I think, um, AD, and, and it's all in Latin, but it's also, um, widely 
regarded as more reverent. The liturgical calendar for the scriptures they read is a lot bigger. Um, they face the altar instead of facing the audience because as a priest, they are our advocates going to God and asking him, you know, and praying to him um, through Christ Jesus. And then the whole consecration thing is a little different. Um, at well, it's pretty much the same, except for ad orientum, which means he is facing the altar instead of facing the audience. And then in the Novus Ordo, it's in the vernacular, and then it kind of strips away a lot of the um, ornate, um, what's the word, like um, uh, the more, yeah, yeah, like the more ornate aspects of the Latin Mass. So it's in English, he faces the audience, um, there's kind of like call and response things going on. Um, so you, you kneel less stuff like that. Um, so, um, I prefer the Latin mass, although I'm not anti Novus Ordo. I will say that, um, I know there's like fighting within the Catholic church between Novus Ordo people and Latin mass people. And I don't want to join the fight. I prefer Latin mass. I think Latin mass is the better one, but I'm not about to start a fight with it. I enjoy reverent Novus Ordos. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. So I bring that up because I can go to Latin Mass daily at 8 a.m., but I can't go to Latin Mass daily at noon. I can go to Novus Ordo daily at noon. Um, so if I were to give up going to Mass first thing in the morning for the purpose of doing my writing session or protocol session first thing in the morning, I'd have to give up 8 a.m. Latin Mass um, in favor of going to noon Novus Ordo. So I'm trying not to do that, but... I may try it for a week sometime and, you know, see how my productivity might change um, or see if it helps my, like, um, yeah, I guess productivity. Okay, so finally I'll admit there has been no one day that I've completed everything on the list. That's still something I strive to. And as my therapist says, little by little, <laughs> uh, which is basically 1% goals, you know, so it was a big uh, achievement to create a schedule. Now I'm working my way into that schedule the best I can. Ah, I told told you that would happen. One second. Ah, that is beyond annoying. But you know she's a dog, so. All right, goal number one is complete, and that's my review of goal number one. Goal number two, I would also mark as complete. Perhaps uh, that should, oh yeah, perhaps complete should be read more like as complete as it can be in only one week. So I did do all the things during this week, like make better threads and come up with a visual system for my Instagram profile, but it's only been a week, so I haven't actually gotten my Instagram profile to look better. Um... If that makes sense. So, like, if I post on a consistent schedule over time, it will become a more visually pleasing profile. But because it's only been one week, I've only posted a certain amount of times. So it, it still looks chunky or choppy. <laughs> choppy. I mean, who knows? Maybe it looks chunky, too. Um, so, yeah. Um, additionally, I did encounter a new issue regarding social media during the last week. And that is addiction. Oh, man. Yeah, it's been bad. So I've, I'm finding that when I have social media on my phone, I have a really hard time not looking at it constantly. It's almost subconscious. Like, I'll just scroll to the app, and it's interesting. Pardon. I have custom home screen icons. You know, I'm one of the uh, annoying people who make their phone look real pretty. And when I'm 
the majority of the time when I'm subconsciously scrolling toward Instagram or something or Twitter, you know, I'll go into the app drawer and tap on the original icon instead of tapping on my version of the icon. And I think that has to do with, like, the psychology of bright colors and stuff like that. So that's just an interesting side note. Um, so, yeah, when it's on my phone, I have a hard time not looking at it constantly. But when I don't have it on my phone, uh, not only is it, like, ten times more difficult to create Instagram reels, uh, for instance, but it seems like my growth froze as well. I'm not suggesting any sort of algorithmic conspiracy at this time, <laughs> but social media seems like it needs daily action in order to thrive. Um, so I did, I did delete the apps off my phone, um, for several days last week and it just doesn't seem possible to cultivate, um, the best solution or the best outcome for social media when I do that. Um, and like I mentioned here, it's freaking impossible to create really good reels without, uh, the Instagram reels maker. Like I can make vertical videos, but every other software or every other app I've tried makes it 10 times harder to do that. And then there's also the, the, the music library on Instagram. You know, if I want to film something and time it to a song and I don't have access to that Instagram song what am i gonna do pull up instagram on my ipad and play the song while i film it on the camera app and then take the original video to another app to edit it add text and everything and then what send that video to my ipad to upload to my instagram and hope that i timed it right so you know it just doesn't really make a lot of sense um, also the iPad Instagram app is a freaking nightmare because it's just a port of the iPhone app. So I'd love an Instagram native app on the iPad, or I could just log into it on the web because the web version of Instagram is pretty awesome. All that is cited notes. So, um, I've been thinking about a new approach for social media and it's not like a new approach, but it's a new approach to me. Um, Instead of trying to get it off my phone altogether and suffering for it, either in a necessary effort to work around or in growth slowing, um, I am proposing a mindset change when it comes to social media. So instead of using social media mindlessly, I want to approach it as if I were looking for the most value possible in a single moment. This will lead to my using social media with intent, and it has already caused me to catch myself in moments of low value. So if I maximize the amount of value like if i say i'm going to open social media right now because i want to gain value instead of my mind is switched off so my thumb is taking control and like a monkey i'm opening social media for more dopamine or whatever um instead of that actually using it with intent and all of this is kind of based on an article that i read a, wh a while ago i think it was by Solbra. Uh, or the Soul Bra, real Soul Bra. I don't know what he goes by. He's Soul Bra, S-O-L-B-R-A-H, on social medias. So the article suggested that we as humans can quote-unquote create our own reality. Now, I don't like language like that usually because um, that leads into the conversation about the phrase my truth, you know, stuff like that. Um, but the article was so good that it made sense. So in, in the sense of creating, well, what it means by create our own reality is that social media is programming. It's mind programming. But you can choose how you're programmed. For And he, and then I put a quick um, example. So, for instance, if I chose to look at nothing but Catholic Instagram pages, um, look at beautiful images of churches, or watch shorts about mass, or quotes from saints, stuff like that, 
um, I'd be more likely to lean into my faith than if I simply used Instagram to look at nothing but e-girls. You know what I mean? So um, the article that I read uh, was really uh, incredible. And I might go back and reread it at some point. And I would suggest Soul Brawl. He's not Catholic, but uh, he does some good stuff. Um, so, yeah. Um, so that is um, a, a completed goal and an issue with um, social media. So um, hopefully – so that's kind of like two completed goals. I ran into an issue that I resolved in the same week that I completed the goal that caused me to run into that issue perhaps. So yeah, that that is two and a half goals complete I suppose. Um, okay, so those are my short-term goals. Now I'm going to update – my long-term goals. All of this I'm doing is for the purpose of my long-term goals, right? So I need to continue stating them and staying accountable to them. So here's my first long-term goal. And I'm going to add a colon there because I'm editing live. <laughs> my first current end goal is to suggest cr uh, I'm sorry, my first current end goal is to successfully create Expedition, which is a multimedia story consisting of written installments illustrations, and original music. In this regard, I have great news. I finished my other short story project that I mentioned before, and I started writing this one in the last week. Uh, the one thing that stuck out to me most was just how big this project is going to be, and I hope I haven't bitten off more than I can chew. But the only way to... I'm sorry, the only thing to do with a project of any size is complete it 1% at a time. I'm also in the midst of working on a sort of poster for it as well, maybe more of a logo. Um, the biggest challenge there is that I haven't ever really gotten into color as far as illustration goes. I've always simply been a pencil artist, um, sometimes ink, but you know what I mean. Uh, so, like, I'm watching YouTube videos um, of how to paint X. For instance, I'll just give it away. The logo or the banner has two mountains in it. So they're like that or something, right? And I have no idea how to paint mountains. So I've been looking on uh, YouTube how to paint, like how to paint mountains with snow on and stuff like that. Um, so following along there, I think it's a good way to learn. Um, you know, YouTube is kind of incredible when you use it to learn. Um, not so incredible when you use it for politics, <laughs> but I won't go there. Um, so, yeah. Oh, uh, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, yes. Um, no, I lost it. One second. It struck out to me the most was how, how big this project was going to be. Uh, oh, yes. One thing, one way in which it was like um, it, it stuck out to me how big this project is going to be is that is when I was like writing the first issue the first um installment there's just so much like necessary character introduction environment introduction situation introduction so i say the uh, main character is yada 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 and then I have to say why he's yada, yada, yada. And then maybe I have to go into his family or his friends or his situation or his motivation for staying or leaving, you know. And then I have to work up to the catalyst for the beginning of his hero's journey, stuff like that. So it may just be that that's going to be the majority of the first issue, right? Or it could be that every, every installment is going to be fat like that. <laughs> so that's 
that's interesting and that's something new that I've learned about story writing is that it's more involved than simply um, writing a series of events. You have to explain the, the events. Of course, you have to make the events interesting as well. So there's just a lot going on there. So that's my first goal. Um, that's my first long-term goal and that's where I am on the long-term goal. My second long-term goal is to create uh, a brand to build a brand as well as a passive income stream that allows me to work full-time on my dreams instead of relying on my time or other conventional means to earn money so in this regard as i mentioned last week my hope is to, tra to transition in the short to mid-term goals um, from delivery to notion templates as income and then my long-term income plan is to make a living from the art from the writing the music the illustration stuff like that in this area i've been a, a a bit less successful in the past week i will admit that i have not really done any notion learning and i'm ashamed to admit that um i'd say that this is an area which i want to do a lot more focused work on in the upcoming week and hopefully by simply focusing on my schedule every single day i'll be able to focus more on notion learning so that's my accountability toward my second big goal right now um, so this week's goals, all that in mind, I think there are several things that could be goals this week, but I think a few obvious ones stick out above the rest. And I'll keep it at two. Number one, get my big main task done every day this week. So that's the one to two hours of writing and the one to two hours of Pro Tools. Like if, if I'm going to fail this week, don't fail at that basically. And then my second goal, approach social media with the mindset of value over distraction. Don't let it be a slot machine. Use Use it to frame your reality. So um, that that's my second goal. Um, I think if I can tamp down those little pleasures, then I will become uh, more productive. This is something I've seen in my life. If I tamp down on those little pleasures more, I'll become more productive on the, the stuff that I actually want to be productive on. So in conclusion, every week has ups and downs. I've admitted a bit of both in my last week. I've committed a bit of both in my last week. But... If this thing um, I'm if this thing I'm building is something that I'm meant to do, God will make a way. Of course, that phrase should never be a pass to laziness. I must do my very best at it and let His grace fill in the rest. So basically, I can't part Red Seas, but it's my obligation to work my way toward them and ask Him to do the rest. Um, so yeah, that is this week's article. Let's see what we're at for time. Um, on the podcast it usually ends up being like a half hour right now we're at almost 38 minutes so that's fantastic um thank you so much for for coming on in for for listening or reading or whatever you're doing i really appreciate watching because it's in 4k on youtube and then finally i'm thinking of adding a question of the week to the end of every article um, one thing that I really want to encourage is feedback. I really want to hear from you guys, from whoever's listening. Um, some people, um, like message me or send me videos of, of their thoughts, or we have entire video conversations. I'm looking at you, Lau Miss Zalkus. Um, so anything, you know, commenting on any of my social medias, um, stuff like that. I'd love to hear from you. So this week's question of the week, um, is... How do you keep from letting social media be a problem of addiction? If you choose not to keep it on your phone, how do you integrate with it in a meaningful way? And I guess this question needs the context of I'm asking people who want to cultivate an audience on social media, not people who just don't want to have part of social media at all. Their, you know, their opinions are valid, but 
not necessarily helpful to this specific um, criteria that this question is based on, if that makes sense. Like, I would lo- – I don't know. I want to say I would love to just delete social media and never use it again, but um, I'm not sure because it has been a valuable way to frame my outlook. I've learned a lot. Um so, yeah, how do you keep from letting social media be a problem of addict- addiction? If you choose not to keep it on your phone, how do you integrate it in a meaningful way? I'd love to hear from you. Twitter is Twitter and Instagram. My, my usernames are ChaserLoveLacer. Um, you can find me at the CL Podcast on YouTube. You can find me at subs- uh, ChaserLoveLacer.substack.com. And um, my link tree is link. How does it go? Uh, link tr.ee slash chaser lovelacer and I realized the other day when I was hanging out with a friend that I don't have my YouTube link on link tree so I'll add that as well so anyway that's everything um, hopefully the mic quality is good I had some drama with it earlier um, I can't think of anything else to say I just love you know love doing the podcast um, so I hope everyone has a fantastic week right after this I'm gonna work on social media posts for the week all that kind of thing so Good hearing from you. God bless. Um, awesome. Let's let's get it.